Well, last week we, uh, we looked at Ephesians chapter 5, and we, we looked at verse 18 through 21, and we talked about uh, this part of the earmarks or, or how we could tell what it looked like to be spirit-filled or to be walking in the spirit or under the influence, under the control of the Holy Spirit of God. And we looked at these, these, three, these few verses, and we, we talked about, dwelt on verse 21 last week about that as the Holy Spirit of God, as he is indwelling and he is, he is filling the heart and life of individuals, that he helps us to be able to submit one to another. I want you to pick, go with me now to chapter five. We're gonna pick up in verse 18 through 21. It says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing And making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. This morning, I want us, I want to back up and I want us to go back to verse 19 and, uh, and take this the first thing. And I want to talk to you about why we sing or more particularly why I sing. Because verse, verse 19 says that as part of the result of the Holy Spirit, you see, when we're saved and we, we ask Jesus to come into our heart, Romans 8 says that the Holy Spirit of God comes in and lives in and dwells and lives in the heart of every believer. And the Holy Spirit does, he, can, he does continuous work in our lives and our hearts. And one of the things that Paul is telling the Christians in Ephesus is that God uh, as the Holy Spirit is there, there is joy and there is praise and there's a song in our heart. Now, I think David understood this in, uh, in the, the song. He wrote a lot of songs, old, prolific Old Testament songwriter. Psalms chapter 40. Look at verse 2 and verse 3 of Psalms 40 with me. He says, he brought me up out of a horrible fit, a fit, <laughs> Ah, he did. That's, that's me. Now, that's your Helms translation. That's, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I'll never forget many years ago, I heard someone preach a message on these two verses, and the message was, he brought me up, he set me up, and he tuned me up. And, and, I, and I love that. Now listen, if anyone, if anyone has a right to, uh, and, or should be able to uh, uh, relate to, just breaking out into singing, or breaking out into laughter, it should be the followers of Christ, the believers. Because God has done this work and continues to do this work in our hearts. The unbeliever, the lost person, the unsaved person will never be able to, to uh, comprehend what we Christians, what followers of Christ understand, get this, until they believe what we believed and until they have received what we've received. I told someone for service, it's, it's, it's like trying to explain how good soup beans and chocolate cake are until you've tried them together and uh just it's just awesome or how good ice cream is when barbie and i were in san francisco we uh we took a group of high school kids 
inner city kids, grew up in inner city. That's where they lived all their lives. And we took them over into East Bay uh, to La Follette Reservoir for a picnic. And we, we, Barbie had an ice, we made homemade ice cream. And none of them had ever made homemade ice cream. None of them had ever tasted homemade ice cream. And we were, we, we were telling them how good this stuff was. And Barbie had all the, she had it mixed up and we put it in the, in the ice cream maker, ice, salt, and turn it. And they got to turn it. But when, we, when it was made and when we took that lid off and we, we scooped that homemade, soft homemade ice cream out in the bowls and when they tasted that, you could see their faces and their eyes light up. Now, there was no way to explain to them how good homemade ice cream was. You had to taste it. But when we have tasted the goodness of God and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our, of, of God in our lives, he puts a song there. No wonder David would explain it this way, that he's brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. As believers, that's our story. He's lifted us up out of the pits of sin, out of the bondage. Romans says that when we yield our bodies to sin, we become a slave to sin. And the, the Holy Spirit of God, when Jesus Christ saves us, he sets us free, he gives us freedom, and he gives us forgiveness. And so he lifts us up. Not only does he lift us up then, but he sets us on a solid rock. On the, on the sure rock of his word. As he saves us and we stand firmly, not just on what we feel, emotions can change, but God's word never changes. So we stand firmly anchored on the word of God. First John chapter 5, 13 says, these things have I written unto you who believe on the name of the son of God that you may think that you're saved, right? Or that you may hope that you're saved. Is that what it say? No, he says, these things have a written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. So he sets us, he brings us up, he saves us, Holy Spirit comes and lives within us, he puts us on a solid foundation, and then he tunes us up. The psalmist says, he puts a new song in our heart. I want to talk to you this morning about why I sing. A couple, three things I want to talk about. The first thing is that I sing or we sing because we're told to and our obedience to God glorifies him. Several scriptures, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, 9. Then we're gonna go through several verses in Psalms. But, and, and I was amazed. This week, is, I, I told Mildred earlier in Vereen, uh, Vereen teaches music, minister, Mildred is a minister of music, Scripture is full, full of God's command to sing, to praise him. He loves our worship. First Chronicles says, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. And then uh, Psalms chapter 47, verse 6 and 7 says, sing praises to God, sing praises Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. Kind of get the idea he's wanting us to sing there, right? Sing praises. Next verse. For God is a king of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. I love that. Knowing who he is. That's why we praise him. Knowing who he is, what he does, all his works. Sing praises with understanding. Psalm 66. Listen to this. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Now, I love that. I told people I'm, I'm in the joyful noise crowd, but one of the things that I've learned or that I, that just, I ran across this week is that 
studying for this as the Holy Spirit of God is filling us and putting a song in our heart is that singing is not just for singers. It's not just for singers. It's for all of us. Now, Mackenzie, my, our seven-year-old granddaughter, Paige and I were sitting last night at the benefit over next to Craig, and Kenzie come up and she said, Daddo, she said, have you been practicing? Now, I never know what she's on, on that girl's mind. And I said, uh, practicing what, Kenzie? She said, you're singing. You're singing. We're told to sing. Let's go to the next one. Psalms 81, one through three. Sing aloud unto our God, our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Take a psalm and bring here to the temple, the pleasant harp with the psaltery. Blow the trumpet in the new moon and the time appointed on our solemn feast. That singing was a powerful part of their worship. Psalms 95. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a king above all God. Psalms 98. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. And then I love Psalms 100. We, we, we talked about Psalms 100 at Nursing Home Wednesday. Psalms 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. We're told in scripture over and over and over to sing and to make a joyful noise to the Lord. And as we sing, as I sing, my obedience brings him glory and the songs bring him praise. Secondly, is that singing helps us learn and remember God's word. Singing helps us learn and remember God's word. Colossians chapter three, verse 16. Look at this. We're told there to let the word of God dwell in you. That word's important. Dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. And here are those in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Same, same wording that we looked at in Ephesians. In Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Songs, courses, uh, Zane, and I asked Zane, I told Zane, I said, I'm going to be talking about you Sunday morning. Now, I need your permission. So I have this, Ron, written permission from my, from my three-year-old. And uh, he, he's going to, the, to CEC. And he told me the other day, he said, I know my ABCs. I said, you can't know your ABCs. You're only three years old. You can't know ABCs. He said, I know them. I said, don't let me hear you say them. What did he do? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, he sung them. Now, when he got to the part of H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P, it sounded like he was singing in tongues a little bit, but he come right out. He knew exactly what he was singing. He learned, he learned, how many of you learned the ABCs? He learned it by the course. How many of you learned the books of the Bible? You sing them. You, you learn that. He learned that. Um, scripture songs and courses help us learn and remember God's word. Now, here's the one, here's the old one. I was thinking about this this week, and, and here's, a, here's an old one. Okay, here's the old song. But before we do that, Psalms 103, verse 10, 11, 12. Psalms 103, verse 10, 11, 12. Talks about what, what God does with our transgressions. It says, God's not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. 
For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy. You see, God's a merciful God. And as great is his mercy toward those that fear him. Look at this. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now, Richard Richard Dreer came up between services. He said, Pastor, he said, you know why God didn't say north-south. Because there's poles that can be measured. But east-west, east-west, east-west is immeasurable. You just keep going. That's how far God has removed his sins from us. There's another uh, scripture that says, he's placed them in a sea of forgetfulness to remember them no more. When God forgives us, he does away with those. But there's an old course that I learned in VBS when I was just a kid. And the course says, God has blotted them out. God has blotted them out. Anybody, anybody here ever heard that? VBS? A few of you old ones. I'm pulling out these old ones. Last week it was, my Lord knows the way through the wilderness. But I just so happened to get the words to this up here for you. We're going to sing it through one time. And then I want us to read Isaiah 44, 22 and 3. But those of you that know the course, we're going to sing it loud for everybody else. And then we're going to sing it till you know it. Okay? And you got motions to this thing. Okay? It goes like this. God has blotted them out. I'm happy and glad and free. God has blotted them out. I'll turn to Isaiah and see. Chapter 44, 22 and 3. He's blotted them out. And now I can shout for that means me. Now, I learned that. I learned that as a kid, a little kid. I had no idea what Isaiah 44, 22 and 23. I didn't even know until later that I should look it up and check it out. Okay? But there's scripture. What is Isaiah 44, 22 and 3? Who's got it? Who's got it? Stand up real loud, uh, Mary Lee. I've blotted them out. Now, the word there can mean erased. I've, I've just erased them. Some would say, I've obliterated. God has taken our sins, He's done away with them, He's cleaned the slate. And now in verse 23, it says, shout. Now, as a little kid, when I learned that verse, we love that part because we want you to shout. It's worth shouting about, folks, that our sins are forgiven, that we are no longer in bondage, that we have been set free, that we got that in the Lord, okay? All right, put on your VBS voices. Now, there's, 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 there's a science to this. It's happy and glad and free, Okay. All right, so if you've got something in your hands, if you've got a baby, you're holding just put them under the bench. No, don't do that. Hold the baby. But if you haven't got a baby, you can do that. All right, here we go. God has blotted them out. I'm happy and glad and free. God has blotted them out. I'll turn to Isaiah and see. Chapter 44, 22 and 3. He's blotted them out. And now I can shout for that means me. Wow, I love that. See, singing helps us learn God's word and remember God's word. And so as Colossians, it helps God's word to dwell in us richly with understanding. I love that. There's, there's probably another, and we're going to sing at the end of the service this morning, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Remember that? All right, we'll, we'll get to that. But songs have a way of staying with us. And when we know God and his word, it helps us that it strengthens us 
in our walk. It makes us remember his word, his truth. We sing because God told us to. And when we obey him, it brings him glory. I sing because singing helps me remember his word and his true promises. Thirdly, is we sing because singing glorifies God by engaging us emotionally. Now, it's been said that words are the language of the mind, but singing is the language of the heart. We get involved emotionally. Listen, I ran across a couple of studies this week and and researching this. One back in 1998 says, researchers found that music stimulates the auditory nerves and creates brain messages that ripple through the body, influencing muscle tone, equilibrium, and joint flexibility. The human heartbeat is especially attuned to sound. As music changes in tempo and volume, it acts as a natural pacemaker. Our breathing slows down or speeds up along with the music. A study, Ron, you ready for this? A study at Michigan State University, go Trojans, found that just 15 minutes of listening to music increases levels of immune chemicals that are vital to protect us against disease. The release of cortisol, which is called a stress hormone, dropped by 25, up to 25% as they listened to music. In addition, they found that music has a direct effect on the function, just 15 minutes a day, has a direct function on the brain. It can slow down and equalize the brain waves to create a meditative state, or it can energize brain waves, quickening the thinking process and enhancing creativity. Another study done in 2001, and I love the way this one starts off, said scientists were amazed. So I love when scientists get amazed. (laughs) Scientists were amazed to find that music is able to help heal the body. Burn victims encouraged to sing while having their dressing changed experienced less pain. Cancer patients who listened to and practiced with musical instruments saw their levels of stress hormones drop and their immune systems get stronger. I remember, I remember as, a, as a boy, probably nine or 10 years old, it was around, around that time, nine or 10, that uh, dad drove uh, a feed truck and he hauled chicken feed uh, from Cartersville up here, worked for, for Gary and Bob's dad. And, uh, and he, one of the things he did, he delivered chicken feed at that time in, over in Rome, Georgia. There was a TB sanatorium, all right? It's a place where TB... Uh, patients were sent, they, they, they were isolated there, um, uh, and they, they were treated. And they had, a, a lar- they had two large chicken houses. I don't know, did you ever go over there at those chicken houses? Herbie did. Herbie was your first service, and it reminded me of a few things. But I was over there with Dad one day, and they, he, was, he was putting the bulk feed in their, in their bin. And uh, we had all kinds of chicken houses here, but it's the first time I ever heard they, had, they, were, they were playing music to the chickens. They were playing music to the chickens. And, uh, and uh, dad asked him about that. And he said, oh, he said, we found that the egg production goes up significantly when we, and, 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 and they're a healthier flock when, we, when they listen to music. And he says they have their favorites. Herbert was telling me this. And, and so when they would change the music, they would, they, would, they would have their favorites. And they could agitate the flock by playing music that was, that was more agitating than soothing. Now, we've got, uh, we've got a few chickens at the house, and sometimes I'll, I'll let them out, try to every day. And, and, and chickens, I, they're, sometimes I call them bird brains. 
chicken's got a little bit of head and it's got to have got to be a little bit of brain in there okay because they do things that are dumb sometimes but i want to tell you if if music can have that kind of effect on bird brains it probably can have some kind of effect on most of us right music helps us to engage emotionally now we know that i mean i still today if i if if we're somewhere if barbie and i are traveling or if i hear if i hear on the radio the song you are my special angel or you're something special to me. Oh, you're something special. Been a lot of places, seen a lot of places, crossed a lot of bridges, and even burned a few. I'll spare you. But when I hear that song, I think I go back 40 something years, 46 years ago. Barbie and I, when we dated, we heard that song a lot. We listened to that. And, and, and I, I just get all giddy. I want to find my, find my woman and, and get close to her. I hear that. I hear the, uh, the chorus. God loves you and I love you and that's the way it should be. Boom, 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 boom. I, I, I sung that uh, pages 38 and I think I sung that for almost every, every night of her life when she was just a baby. And Zach and our grandkids. And so when I hear that little chorus, I, I want to do that. I want to sing. I want, I, it brings back those memories, the old the old ballads, we hear the old mountain ballads. Sometimes Barbie and I, not long ago, we were flipping through channels and there was a movie there of Appalachian and it had the mountain ballads and we just looked at each other. That was her mom. Her mom would sing them. We've got a tape of her singing that brings back memories of all those things. Of course, his songs can do that. Spiritual songs can do that. We go to the nursing home. Man, at the nursing home and, and for 30-something years, we've, we've, the house of prayer has continuously had a ministry in Union County nursing homes for 30 plus years. Twice a month, every Tuesday, uh, second and fourth Tuesday of every month, we're there in the activities room. And I appreciate you ministering to these residents. And uh, there, and I understand, I mean, we're nursing homes, so I I relate. I I really relate to that. I enjoy it. But some of their short-term memory, two weeks and they won't know who I am, right? I introduce myself every, every two weeks. But when we start singing those old songs, exactly, some of you know, they can remember the words of those songs that they learned 60, 70, 80 years ago. They're there. They're right there. Powerful. Singing does that. Singing has a powerful effect. I'm going I'm to close with, with one more story and kind of tie it up. But this is a story very familiar to his family in Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, and the situation there is this, is Paul and Silas have been arrested for preaching the gospel. And Paul and Silas have been beaten, and they've been thrown in jail, put in chains, and their feet have been placed in stocks. And so here they are in a cold, dark cell in chains, their feet in stock, their backs ripped open, bleeding. And so I'm interested, how did Paul and Silas, how did they react to that, to this unfair treatment? How, how did they do that? How, how did Paul and Silas handle the pain? How did they handle the pain of, of this beating and this, this uncomfortable position that they're in? How did Paul and Silas, for as far as they knew, that had just happened, they're thrown in here overnight, and in the morning they could possibly be executed. How are Paul and Silas handling this uncertain future? Man, verse 26 tells us. Look at this. Oh, go to back. I'm sorry. I got so back to 25. You're right, Craig. 
It says, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. I can understand that, right? I'd make us pray. But notice what it says. And sang praises to our God. Sing praises? Now, I thought they might be singing, nobody knows the trouble I see. Right? I'm going to be singing a blues song. Right? No. They're singing praises unto God. Why? Because their feet, while they're in stock, they're on solid ground. And the Holy Spirit of God is there with them. They're not alone. And notice what it says. Important. Every word in God that God tells us is important. And the prisoners were listening and they were hearing all that was going on. They were singing. I'll never forget being in Russia in uh, 2001. 2001? No, 1993. 93. Uh, it wasn't long after the, the, the open up a little bit. And we were there in March. Jeff and I were there together. March. In Moscow in March, it was cold. It was gray. There was dirty snow. But the singing. We were in the worship service. Didn't understand a word, but I understood the singing. Worshipped. Paul and Silas were in jail, beaten, uncomfortable, in pain, not knowing what the daylight would bring, death or what. And they were singing praises. And the prisoners heard it. What happened? Verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains, their bands was loosened. And know before you ask, their singing didn't cause the earthquake. Now, some of mine may cause a limb or two to fall off. Their singing didn't cause the earthquake. God did that. But when they sang, they were declaring their faith in a faithful God who can do whatever he chooses. And he shook the foundations of the prison. Our God can do that. When you sing from a heart that's full of praise. Watch out. Watch out. It can cause an earthquake. I sing because God's told me to. And when I obey him, it brings him glory. I sing. What was the second thing I sing about? Huh? Because they help us learn and remember God's word. Remember that? Colossians 3.16 is let God's word dwell in you richly. All wisdom and understanding. And then I sing because when I sing, it helps me be engaged emotionally with God and with all he's doing. We're going to sing, we're going to sing 1 John 4, 7 and 8. A lot more of you know it than you, God has blotted them out. But some of you probably won't call me the words to God has blotted them out. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Here we go. That's up here. And uh, uh, who's, got the, who's, got, who's got the scripture? You got the scripture, Craig, back it's pretty much like this. All right. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loves, loveth, is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. I think that's pretty much the course. But uh, let's stand. And we're going to sing this a couple of times over. I love it because last week we talked about part of the, uh, one of the earmarks of being filled or under control of the Holy Spirit of God was a love for and a submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Okay, and I love this course. It goes like this. Beloved, let us love one another, 
For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Good, good. All right, just act like, act like you're out there in, the, in that uh, moron tabernacle thing, okay? Let, and let's just, let's just sing that. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7, 8. Join me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen. Now listen to me as you go. If you're here this morning and you don't have a song in your heart, just remember the psalmist. He's able to lift you up, to set you up, and to tune you up. Our God can do that, and that's what he wants to do for you. If you don't know him, don't leave here without you catching somebody and say, what in the world is that preacher talking about? How do I get saved? I can do it. Go with the Lord. See you tonight at 6.